0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash bball for eligibility deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources.
1: All right Buffalo Bills fans welcome to this episode of the Marino show I am your host Anthony Marino happy to be here with you once again. Chatting about the Buffalo Bills and uh, about a few other things as well. It's good to be back with you this week. Hopefully everybody had a a good weekend. For those of you I know last week, maybe many of your kids were off for the President's Day holiday week. Maybe you got to spend some time away, whatever it may be. Um, Listen, we're getting towards the end of February here. I always find this to be that stretch, right? You get through the holidays. Then the NFL season ends and it's just like that month of February, you're just kind of like sitting there thinking to yourself, okay, if we can just get to March, I can see the better weather. I can see the springtime coming. Heck, we're even going to get some breaks in the temperature, at least for where I am in upstate New York this week. So hopefully for you too, you kind of been hanging on, you know, the kind of the days are getting a bit longer. That sunlight is hanging around just a little bit more. And before you know it, we'll be outside. You'll be grilling. You'll be on the golf course. And obviously, before you know it, we'll be talking about the NFL Combine, free agency, the draft. Those things coming quick. And honestly, the Combine coming this week—that um, really seemed to kind of pop up kind of quickly for me, and maybe it did for you too. I'm not sure, but you know, it's uh, it's one of those pieces. Now, at the time of this recording, just a couple of days away. You'll actually be hearing from Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean uh, this week. Maybe even by the time that you hear this podcast, you will have heard from them already. And I think as you go through that, right, it's one of those pieces where you're just like, okay, that rumor mill is going to start going. I think we'll have a better inkling on maybe, you know, guys that the Buffalo Bills could be re-signing, even though we know they've got some work as it relates to the salary cap to do, that could be there. Maybe you'll start to see some con- uh, contract restructures taking place. We know some of that is going to have to take place. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. And maybe there will be some guys that uh, that end up getting cut and released from the bills. Uh, again, some of those cap casualties where maybe things won't necessarily work out. But there's a lot to figure out at this, at this point. And I think this is always kind of a... A fun time of year. I realize for some folks, there's always that disappointment that kind of lingers from the end of the regular season, the end of the playoffs. Uh, I, I totally get that. Uh, but now to, to me, it's that time you get to look forward, right? You get to be a little bit excited about what this team can look like in the future. Uh, and at least for myself, I, I think I said this before, I know a lot of people keep saying like, oh, this is a huge offseason for Brandy, Brandon Bean. Every offseason is huge. Right, every single one that you kind of go through. And maybe it doesn't even feel that big because you think of the years past where so much was either tied to the Buffalo Bills finding a quarterback, what they would do with that, or even just like, okay, don't have the quarterback. So every other pick, every other addition that you make feels so big because you don't have that most important position in sports figured out. But the Buffalo Bills do with Josh, Josh Allen and uh you know as we go through that it's uh it kind of makes this an an exciting off season um you know and it's funny because we'll start talking about the draft a lot more with the combine this week you will see risers and fallers you will see guys start to really uh kind of step up and what that what that looks like and that will be uh that will be fun but it's kind of putting the cart before the horse because I think in so many ways, when we talk about it, it's just like, hey, yeah, the draft is exciting. Mock drafts are fun. I love them. I consume as many as I possibly can. If you've done a mock draft, like send it my way. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to see it. You can do that on Twitter at Anth Marino. Uh, but it depends on what happens during free agency that might determine part of that. And I get it. We can talk about best player available and all these things. But like, let's just say, for example, if the Bills re-sign. A.J. Epinesa and Daquan Jones, okay, well, then defensive line might not be as glaring a hole going into the draft as maybe we thought it would be. Now, if they don't re-sign either of those players and they really just come in with Greg Rousseau and Ed Oliver and, you know, whatever shape Von Miller might be in, well, okay, then yeah, maybe that's more of a priority when we go in and kind of looking at some of those draft prospects and what it can be. Uh, I do think for many of us, all eyes will be on the wide receivers. During the NFL combine is, you know, you look at it. I know there are some that are 100% all in. It has to be wide receiver in the first round. But I do think there's a lot of prospects, too, in the second round, in the third round. You know, if you think of guys that could be drafted in those first two days, would expect the Bills to be active to that extent. Because it just, based on the cost of wide receivers these days, there's probably not anything that the Bills can do during the draft or during free agency to to get an impact maker. Like even with the, the salary cap, and I'll talk about that in a minute, I just don't even see them being able to afford uh, to bring Gabriel Davis back. Right. So that is that is a challenge. It's a challenge for the Bills. It's a challenge for Brandon Bean. But, uh, but I'm excited about it. I really am. <laughs> I don't know why. It sounds kind of weird. It's almost like, gosh, I I, I love the season. I love the games. It's so much fun. But man, this is a close second for me. I enjoy this like way too much. And this is the time of year where you think of the content that is out there. And you start to think about what the team can do. That it's just, uh, there's an excitement that that comes with it. And it's almost like, you know, I'm consuming Buffalo Bills content from the great content creators and beat reporters that are out there literally every day of the year and it's just fun it's a almost like a weird type of addiction but you go through i've talked about greg Thompson, the work that he does in talking about the salary cap and what the bills can do of course uh everybody here at buffalo rumblings are kind of talking about and starting to make that shift at this time joe marino locked on bills uh and just my weekly appearance with pat moran on talking buffalo as we kind of you know again we're making this shift you look at the guys that you want the bills to bring back and it's uh, it's certainly an exciting time of year i do feel like things got a little bit more exciting for the bills and for any team that is a little bit strapped uh, against the the salary cap uh because the announcement came out from the nfl Late last week, um, that the salary cap would actually be increasing to over two hundred and fifty-five million dollars per team. I've got a tweet here from Tom Pelissaro, and this is at an article at BuffaloRumblings.com right on the homepage. So visit buffalo rumblings.com. Hopefully you do every day to kind of get the latest and greatest on the team. But Pelissaro writes, The NFL announced today that the 2024 salary cap will be 255.4 million per club with an additional $74 million per club payment for player benefits, which includes performance based pay and benefits for retired players. Now, as noted in the article here, prior to Friday's news, the figure bandied about was $242.5 million. So we're talking about like a $13 million increase with this. Now, listen, I am not smart enough to do all the salary cap uh, gymnastics that are, that are necessary. We've seen Joe Biscalia do that at The Athletic so far. Greg Thompson has done that so far on his podcast. I encourage you to check both of those out, knowing that the Bills have to make some moves. And these guys have gone through the activity to make that happen with the anticipation that that salary cap was going to be like $242 million. Well, now it's $13 million higher than that. So you can go through all those moves that they had discussed, right? And it's not just like, okay, yeah, you can become cap compliant. You can afford to sign your draft picks. You know, initially part of it was like, okay, maybe you can do one of those Connor McGovern type of contracts, you know, probably around three years, $20 million, whether that be for somebody like a Daquan Jones or an A.J. Epinesa or somebody that's not on the roster right now. You know, you might have a little bit of flexibility to do something like that. Well, now you add an additional $13 million on top of that. And listen, I this is not a like now all of a sudden the bills are going to be big spenders and going after some of the biggest names in free agency. That's not the case. But maybe it does allow them to, hey, if they want to re-sign Daquan Jones and A.J. Epinesa, they might be able to do that. Or one of those guys with someone external like a, you know, a Leonard Floyd type of contract that they did last year, or maybe Leonard Floyd himself, there's some more flexibility there for the Buffalo Bills and for Brandon Bean that you can be, uh, you know, let, let's put it this way. Free agency was looking like, yeah, it's going to be a bunch of those $1 to $1.7 million deals again this season, similar to what they did last year, right, in the early phases of free agency. Minus the Deontay Hardy contract and minus the contract for uh, McGovern, who I just talked about before. So now there's this piece of like, OK, those first those legal tampering days might be a, a little bit more intriguing, a little bit more exciting than I thought they would have been. Whether or not that is going to be the case, we will certainly find out. But that was some really good news for the Buffalo Bills. Now, yeah, it's good news for every team in the NFL. Like, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, when you are where when you're in a position where you are that strapped against the cap, like, OK, yeah, you got to make some moves. And I realize some of you, maybe if you haven't checked the article from Joe Biscalia or the podcast from De- Greg Tomset, maybe you haven't, you know, looked at the math just yet. But the bills can basically become cap compliant with these new these new uh, these new numbers, this new salary cap of two hundred fifty five million with a restructure to Josh Allen's contract and a restructure to Stefan Diggs contract. That's it, a simple restructure, right? Of just kind of restructuring a base salary, switching it to a to a signing bonus and prorating it over the contract. That would basically free up about $37 million, which is the gap that you would be looking at for the bills now with this new number. Now, that might not be exactly what you wanna do, at least as it relates to Stefan Diggs and you know maybe you know, now that he's on the wrong side of 30, maybe that's not where you want to go. But there's so many other moves you can make. You can do a simple restructure to guys like Connor McGovern and Ed Oliver. That can happen. Greg Thompson had talked about that before. You can do contract extensions to guys like Teron Johnson, Rasul Douglas, Deion Dawkins, uh, even Mitch Morris. So there, there's things out there that the Bills can do that doesn't even get into cutting players or giving guys pay cuts uh, at this time. Russell Douglas is an interesting conversation. I did put this out on Twitter the other day because I was listening. I think it was Joe Marino who was talking on Lockdown Bills. Like, what are some of the what are some of the comparable contracts that somebody like Russell Douglas would get if the bills were going to give him a contract extension? He's got one year, nine million dollars left on his deal from when he was traded last season coming over from Green Bay. Uh, you know, And the Bills can do a couple of things. They can either add a couple void years to probably free up about $4 million on the cap this year if they wanted to, or they can do a contract extension in a similar way, spread out that money over a number of years, lock him in as a valuable piece to the defense, and see what you can do. And, and the part where I'm going with this, when you talk about some of the comparable contracts, Joe Marino was talking about, I think, in the average of $13 million per season which to me seemed a bit high right i thought for someone like russell douglas um maybe eventually transitions back to a safety right gonna be turning 30 later this summer uh, basically came to the bills for the value of a fourth round draft pick right because it was a third round pick that the Bills sent they got russell douglas but they also got a fifth round pick in return right so if you look at those things and you're just doing the draft chart it's like okay if you're getting a fourth round pick and a fifth round pick for a late third, that probably adds up if you do the math. But when Joe was talking about some of those comparables, it was like, man, okay, $13 million per year, that kind of seems like like a lot. And, you know, in some ways, it's like I look at that Von Miller contract, obviously with Stefan Diggs right on the wrong side of 30. You look at Tredavious White, what the team is, you know, what they're going to decide to do, how much they have tied up in him. I guess what I'm saying is, Giving some of these more lucrative contract extensions to guys that are uh, that are over the age of 30 is that something that you that you want to do? And I don't know, right? I was like posing the question on on Twitter of like, hey, you know, should you just wait? Like, should you start to see how this season goes? If things start to work, then look at a contract extension, uh, especially if you are you know potentially going to transition him to safety, which. That's where he started. You see some of these guys that have that ability go back and forth. I'm, I'm not saying that the Bills should do that right now. That is not the case. But it was just like, are we kind of jumping the gun on this contract extension based on seven games that he played for the team last year, albeit pretty fantastic the way he played for the Bills? Um, are we just jumping the gun? So I put that out on Twitter and had a number of, uh, you know, guys I know and trust kind of Kind of jump in that like you can definitely take that wait and see approach if you need to and maybe this new salary cap number affords the bills that opportunity that they don't have to do that right away uh that they can wait and see and again nothing would make me happier than to look at it and say hey we traded a fourth round value for rasul douglas and he comes in and he's performing at a pro bowl type level and we're happy to have this guy and let's lock him up for a couple more years and be a solid piece to that defense so I guess I was just saying with it, like, I just didn't want to get ahead of myself, and I put that out there. But maybe you think the same. Maybe you think a little bit differently. Certainly let me know. As I said earlier, you can find me on Twitter at Anthemarino at any time. And it's always great to uh, to catch up with all of you, right? It's uh, it's always a lot of fun. For some of the, uh, gosh, sometimes when you wonder to yourself, like, why am I on this Twitter.com website or whatever you call it these days, and, you know, some of the interactions... Uh, Some folks out there just have like an ax to grind or just want to be negative about things. But for the most part, there's a a lot of great uh, conversations you have going back and forth. You engage with the right people. You have a lot of fun. And I I certainly always enjoy it. And I hope you do, too. So um, listen, I'm going to take a quick break right now. I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk to you about what I'm watching as we do each and every week. So hang tight. I'll be right back. I am your host Anthony Marino. Happy to be here with you, talking Buffalo Bills. And before the break, touching base on the uh, the new salary cap, what's taking place there, kind of the scenario where the Bills may be and where they can uh, where they can find themselves. So this week, as we talk about what I'm watching, uh, at least a new series to to me and to the family. And we're only two episodes in, so I don't even have too much of a take, but. You know for for any of the parents out there you might be in a scenario where it's like sometimes when your kids say hey what should we watch and uh you know they get to that age where everybody's got an opinion they're uh you know varying opinions based on their their age and their likes and especially when your kids are teenagers that you find yourself in a scenario where it might just be like a little bit like gosh okay this is this is tough to find something well, the other day uh, with a couple of the kids and we started to watch the new Percy Jackson and the Olympians uh, series that is on Disney+. And from that scenario, uh, we watched the first two episodes and definitely got hooked. Um, you know, I'm not one of those. I have not read any of the Percy Jackson books, have not watched any of the other iterations of this beforehand. But just something where it's like, hey, you got a little bit of time. I'm sure many of you, maybe as your kids get older, can relate. Like, you don't traditionally have the opportunity to sit down and and watch things together, maybe as you did when when the kids were younger. And you know, you get through those first two episodes, and you think to yourself, like, man, all right, I am I'm am hooked. Even my 17 year old, who's a little skeptical at the beginning, and he was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I really want to watch this. He's sitting there, and about five minutes in, you could tell, like, okay. He's pretty locked in with this. That's, uh, you know, that's that's going to be all right. So, like I said, we we caught the first two episodes. I really enjoyed it. Looking forward to delving in just a bit more to see kind of what comes next with this. Um, and I will say this, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing the name wrong, but the star of the show who plays Percy Jackson, Walker Scoble, um you know, I think is is fantastic. Really, what I had seen him before uh, the first time, it was called The Adam Project. And if you have not watched that yet, it's a movie with Ryan Reynolds uh, that's also on, uh, it's on Netflix. And if you get to kind of watch that, I think just a fantastic story. Jennifer Garner in that as well. And certainly, certainly a lot of fun. Now, for those of you that do follow me on Twitter, I did put a question out the other day. I've never seen the movie Draft Day. And is that something that I need to watch? Uh, It was like 70% of you chimed in saying, I definitely need to check out the movie that stars Kevin Costner and kind of tied around the NFL draft. So uh, in a future episode, I'll kind of share my thoughts on that. Traditionally with this, when I talk about what I'm watching, I don't share, share any spoilers. But uh, considering Draft Day's been out for like a decade or so, I feel like it'll be pretty safe to jump in on that. So I will be watching Draft Day. I will share that probably in next week's episode. So stay tuned. I'm sure you're sitting on the uh, the edge of your seat to figure out what I'm interested in and uh, when it comes or my thoughts when it comes to the movie Draft Day. So listen. Let me do this. I am gonna get out of here for now. I always appreciate you guys tuning in. It's a lot of fun. It's great to be back talking with all of you, uh, as I said before, right? Took a break during the regular season. So many other great shows out there and people covering the regular season. For me, the chance to come back, kind of, you know, rebrand things as the Marino Show. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate interacting with each and every one of you. So I just wanted to say thank you so much. And for those of you that have subscribed to the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network, anywhere that you get your podcasts or doing so on YouTube as well, We appreciate that because we've got some great shows, some great folks putting together content for you each and every day, each and every week throughout the season and the off season. And I think it's just a great way to stay connected with fans like yourself that love the Buffalo Bills. So, all right, I am out of here for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Bills.